0: Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities. And we're going to go ahead and continue with our lessons, Let There Be Light. (laughs) I almost mentioned the last semester's lessons. And today, I just wanted to continue with looking at the purpose of the Scriptures, that is, specifically, the Old Testament. And before I do, I want to ask... A couple of questions. And I think I asked them uh, our last lesson. And it's basically this. What is there when there is no life? The answer should be obvious. Death. The next question: what is there when there is no light? The answer should be obvious. Darkness. <clears throat> and Both life and light require a miracle of God. I cannot do this. You cannot do this. No. It requires a miracle of God for the soul to experience new birth. The way the soul experiences new birth is when Christ himself, who is life, appears in the soul. That is when the soul has life. Now, The life is present, and the heart remains completely ignorant unto the life that is present. The heart is usually submitted unto the mind of Adam, the first man Adam, which has an unrighteous judgment that looks at the outward appearance, at the thoughts, the actions, all based upon the natural mind, natural mind, which is the carnal mind, but nothing being based upon the eternal mind, the mind of Christ. And so because of that, the natural mind is darkness. Darkness in regard to God and everything that pertains to God. Complete darkness. And so it requires a miracle of God for there to be the light Of life the light of Christ who is excuse me who is Christ himself and so I just wanted to mention that because we can you know we can academically exhaust ourselves in learning and listening and viewing and reading and searching and in research and for the one who's not born again Apart from God doing a miracle so that Christ may appear in their soul, they remain having no life. For the one who is born again, apart from God doing a miracle so that there may be the light of life, the heart continues submitted unto the first man, Adam, unto the natural mind, darkness, all right? So both require a miracle of God. Which miracle the Holy Spirit is ever laboring in our soul and in our heart to prepare the way for the Lord? Okay, so continuing with our lessons. Now, once again, what is the importance of the Scriptures? That is, the Old Testament. Why are the Scriptures of the Old Testament important? it is because they testify of Jesus Christ. This is John chapter 5 verses 39 through 40. This is not my opinion. This may not be your opinion. it uh, <clears throat> doesn't matter what we believe concerning this verse and this statement. It is the truth. Jesus himself said this. So if we want to if we if we want to wrestle or argue with someone, Jesus Christ is the one who said it. Okay? Now, because the scriptures are the testimony of Jesus Christ, they declare the full counsel of God, His Son, Jesus Christ. They declare the mystery of God, Christ, Jesus Christ again, His Son, in peoples, places, things, times, events. We've looked at this. They declare that one was coming. We saw that in our previous lesson. It's just beautiful how it mentioned that one was coming. There was a verse that I didn't mention in our last lesson. It's Isaiah chapter 62, verse 11. I won't go ahead and read it. Uh, I forgot to read it in our last lesson, but there, it's there for you if you'd like to read it. And there's, there's so many... Verses in the scriptures in the Old Testament that declare He is coming, He is coming, or I am coming, says the Lord. And so, <clears throat> I just I just looked at a few in our last lesson, and also because the scriptures are the testimony of Jesus Christ. Today we'll, we will be looking at the following: they declare that we should he that we should hear Him and receive Him. All right. So our first passage is in Genesis chapter 49, verses 10 through 12. We should hear him and receive him. And I purposely put that him in there because it is him that we are supposed to hear. Remember our very first lesson in this series. And it is him that we are supposed to receive. Now, first in reality, for life to be present, then in the knowledge of reality for the light of life. <clears throat> now, I will say this. We can hear, and in fact, this uh, I don't know if this is an actual spiritual order or not, but this is just kind of the way I've seen it with myself and a little bit with others. But it, it almost seems like the believer, actually even one who's not born again, we begin hearing about Jesus and We Listen to the way I say this. We end up receiving about Jesus. Now, what I mean by that is that uh, I remember when I was in high school, I heard about Jesus, and I think I went on a few uh, youth group things with some of my friends, uh, mainly because my friends were in a rock band that I was also in, so I went with them because of that. Uh, And then so I... Uh, prayed the sinner's prayer. You know, I didn't want to feel left out, so I prayed the sinner's prayer. Now, please understand, God can absolutely use that when the Spirit of God is preparing the ground of the heart to receive Christ. God can absolutely do that. For me, it was just something I was repeating. For me, it was it was just, I don't know what it was, but I was not born again when I did that. And like I said, God can use that. Remember, once again, God can use anything He desires for His one end and His one purpose. Whatever, whenever, however He pleases. We cannot we cannot put God in a box and say, God only dot, dot, dot. No, 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 no. God can do whatever whenever, however, he pleases to bring a soul under the person of his Son, that that soul may have life. Likewise, he can do whatever, however, whenever, he pleases to bring the heart of a born-again believer now from being submitted unto the knowledge of, Of the first man Adam, which is complete darkness, gross darkness and ignorance, to being submitted unto the eternal mind of Christ, light and glory, the light of life. And so it seems like we, uh, back to the, we should hear him and receive him. It seems like we begin hearing about Jesus. And we receive, or at least I did, receive about Jesus. And there's a huge difference between about versus the person himself. I can hear about another person, but unless I meet them face to face, then all I have is what someone told me and what I have conceived in my own mind concerning another person. Until I meet them face to face. Now we who are born again... Uh, we begin hearing. I'll just say it this way: this gospel, the gospel of Christ Himself. And we, at least for me, I'll, I'll just give my experience. First, embrace the message, embrace the teaching, because it's it's it is like a light in a dark place. It's 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 a testimony, and yet. We, we don't realize that that is what it is, a testimony. And see, so remember in the Psalms, I can't remember what lesson it was, but in the Psalms we read, thy word is, well, <laughs> a different diagram, <laughs> but you know the diagram. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Yes, to direct and bring unto the true light of the world, who is Christ himself. And so, this goes on for I don't know how long, the Holy Spirit continually preparing the ground of our heart, that our heart may repent, turn yet once again unto the Lord, but now that there may be the light of life. All right? So, we should hear Him and receive Him. So, continue on, brothers and sisters, until... We hear his voice and turn to see the voice. Seeing him. All right? Receiving him himself. First in reality, for the one who is not born again. Then in the knowledge of reality, for the one who is. All right, Genesis chapter 49, verses 10 through 12. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, And the context is, I believe Jacob is um, giving words, prophesying, I don't know, blessing over all of his children. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. And you can look at the word uh, Shiloh. Basically, it's something like peaceful. Something to that that extent. A prophecy, a testimony of Christ himself, the one who was to come. It goes on. And to him shall the obedience of the people be. I think in the King James, they translate it, uh, the gathering of the people be. But it's actually obedience. Now, look at this verse 11. It goes on. And at first, I thought, I'll just read that verse. Because there it says, until Shiloh comes, until the actual person comes. And then I just kept on reading. I was like, I've got to share this. Verse 11, binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. I know what you're thinking because you should be thinking what I'm thinking, the triumphal entry. We may look at that in a... Lesson to come, but I don't want to hit on it right now. But it's the triumphal entry, brothers and sisters, when Jesus came into Jerusalem and they shouted, uh, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. That's a specific reference to the Messiah, the King, God's Son. And then, it, I mean, it doesn't end, it doesn't stop there, but it keeps on going on. Listen he washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes and there's the death his eyes are darker than wine and his teeth whiter than milk a beautiful testimony of jesus now this is deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 15 through 19 and this is actually moses speaking <clears throat> And he's he speaks of one whom the Lord will raise up like himself. All right, verse 15 of Deuteronomy chapter 18: the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. And there's the key phrase: a prophet like me. We'll, we'll look at that a little more in depth here in a little bit. Now listen, from your midst, from Your brethren. And so I didn't jot it on these notes, but I'll go ahead and make a comment right now. From, yes, here it is. From your brethren. This means he would be a Hebrew, he would be a Jew, he would not be a Gentile. The Messiah would be a Jew from your brethren. Then Moses goes on to say, Him you shall hear. Verse 16. According to all you desired, and gosh, just listen to this context right here. When, When Moses declares this, that God will raise up a prophet like himself, Listen to the context in which he's saying this. Verse 16. According to all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, let me not hear. Gosh, look at that. Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor, nor let me see this great fire anymore, lest I die and Brothers and sisters, this is when Israel was in the wilderness when they said that. They, had, they were among the dead before in Egypt. They had no life until God sent Moses. And by the death of a lamb that provided a way unto life, a door, a gate unto life, that they might receive life. That's how they received life. But yet right here, what do they say? Nor uh, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see His great fire anymore, lest I die. They were dead before. Now they have life because the Lord is in the midst. And yet they think Christ having died, Dieth no more, brothers and sisters. Here's the testimony of that. And so actually what's going on <clears throat> is that the children of Israel, while they're in the wilderness, they have their concept of life. And their concept is basically this. They are calling death life. And they are trying to preserve What is not present? Their hearts are submitted unto the knowledge, the mind of the first man Adam, the natural mind. Completely ignorant of the salvation of the life they have. And they don't want their concept to come to an end. And so there's a struggle. Brothers and sisters, we have seen this before. Jacob and Peniel. Jacob had this exact same struggle going on. He wrestled with men till finally, thank God, he finally wrestled with the Lord. He saw the Lord face to face and he confesses. um, I will call this name Peniel, the, the name of this place Peniel, which is face of God, because I have seen the Lord face to face and my life is preserved. Basically, The life, the true life, the only life, is preserved, completely intact. Nothing harmed, nothing changed. And yet at the same instant, at the same moment, by seeing the face of the Lord, His concept, here we go, the dashed square. I don't know if you can see that with the diagram, but there's a dashed square. My concept of what I thought was life, my ignorance, my darkness, was snatched away and beholding the only life there is. The only light there is. So it goes on. Lest I die. And that, gosh, how much the Holy Spirit prepares the ground of our hearts so that we can repent. I mean, to... to, listen, turn unto the truth. And in turning unto the truth, we have turned from the lie, our concept, our ignorance, our darkness. Verse 17, And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. I mean, it it is so. It is true. If they continue hearing my voice, the one who speaks from heaven, and if they continue seeing this great fire, consuming fire, that consumes our darkness, that consumes our ignorance, that consumes our concepts, then truly, our darkness, our ignorance, our concepts, will come to an end, just just as The state our soul was in came to an end by the death of the Lamb. What they've spoken is good. Verse 18 I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Verse 19. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But listen how the Lord says this. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words. Can you, can you just hear Jesus in the Gospels? Not I, but the Father. Not I, but the Father. This is Deuteronomy, chapter 34, verses 10 through 12. But since then, there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. So basically saying, while Moses was around, it didn't happen. The one who was coming had not yet come. Whom the Lord knew face to face. Verse 11. In all signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, before Pharaoh, before all his servants, and in all his land, and by all the mighty power and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. We know, of course, thank God, the Father sent his Son not a testimony of his son Moses was a testimony of Jesus Christ God did not send another testimony God sent his son remember before <laughs> before the shadow I am the shadow exists because I am because the Lord because the person all right And usually, well, I won't even go on with that example. All right, Uh, let's see. Like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face and all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, which Moses performed in sight of all Israel. All right, Uh, this is next passage. This is Acts chapter three, verses 22 through 23. This is Peter speaking. And I just pulled a little portion out of here. It's still in reference to Moses and the prophet whom the Lord was going to send. Right. Verse 22, for Moses truly said to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren, him you shall hear in all things whatsoever he says to you. Verse 23, and it shall be that every soul who will not hear him, that hear that prophet, shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Peter, destruction, no life. Remember? He who has the Son has life. We are to both hear and the soul that is not born again must hear and receive Christ the Son. For there to be life. The soul that is born again, that is born again, you and I, brothers and sisters, we also, our heart, must hear and receive that there may be the knowledge, the light of life, the light of the life who is now present. All right. So that was Moses. Now we're going to look at Stephen. And before, before I do, I just want to give a little bit of information about Stephen, just kind of so we can get an idea about Stephen. This is Acts chapter six, verses verse five. Let's look at verse five. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and this is when the the apostles selected uh, certain ones to take care of the the I guess the the feeding of of the brethren of the widows who were present. <clears throat> and so, and the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Full of faith and the Holy Spirit. There's some key words right there. It goes on with verse 8 through 10, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. And there arose from from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia disputing with Stephen, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. That is because Stephen could probably confess, not I, but Christ. Now, That's a little background about Stephen. Now, Acts chapter 7, verse 23 through 39. This is when Stephen is addressing the Sanhedrin, the fathers, the elders, the Jews who are all present there. Verse 23, speaking of Moses also. Now, when he was 40 years old, now I love this because I'll mention this again. Both Peter and Stephen are testifying, are bringing, are presenting the testimony of Jesus Christ from the Scriptures. Not anything of their own mind or under of their own words, but the testimony that God has given of His Son found in the Old Testament in the Scriptures. This is what they are presenting to others that they might believe, and receive. Now when he Moses was 40 years old it came into his heart to visit his brethren the children of Israel and seeing one of them suffering wrong he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck him and struck down the Egyptian verse 25 for Moses supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand but They did not understand. It goes on. And the next day, he appeared to two of them as they were fighting, two of his brethren that were fighting, and he tried to reconcile them both. Basically, bring peace among them. My brothers and sisters, there's truly only one who brings peace. That is the Prince of Peace himself. And yet Moses could confess, not I, but Christ saying, men and brethren, why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away. Thrust him away, I think one of the uh, lexicons say, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? This is Stephen declaring, listen, the testimony of Jesus Christ in the scriptures. He's not declaring Moses. He's declaring the testimony of Jesus Christ, whom Moses is a type, is a figure, is a shadow of. Which is greater, the shadow or the person who casts the shadow? The person, brothers and sisters. The shadow exists because there is a true person Verse 28, do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then, at this saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. Verse 30, and when 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. And this is when it all changes, when the Lord takes the initiative. Appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness, that's the desert of Mount Sinai, verse 31. And Moses saw it, When, excuse me, when Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight and he, and he drew near to observe. The voice of the Lord came to him. Uh, as, excuse me, as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. This was uh, up until Moses' time, Up until the written word, all that was available was, listen, the spoken word. The spoken testimony until the written testimony was recorded. And the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Verse 33. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Verse 34. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have... I love this. This is the Lord speaking. I have... I mean, you can circle that. I have seen, surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I i have... <clears throat> I have heard their groaning and I have... its It's not written in there, but it, it's implied. I have... Come down to deliver them. So who delivered who? Was it Moses? Was it truly Moses? No, it was the Lord himself. Remember, Moses could confess, not I, but the Lord. And now, come, I will send you to Egypt. Verse 35, Stephen goes on. This Moses, whom they rejected who was sent as a deliverer to the children of Israel, who were dead among the dead, slaves to Pharaoh, slaves to Satan, slaves to the devil, Moses being sent of God, Moses a type of Jesus Christ, whom they rejected. Can't you just see this with, with the testimony of Moses, excuse me, the testimony of Jesus in the life of Moses? or in Moses himself. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, who made you a ruler uh, and a judge, is the one God sent to be ruler and deliverer. This very one. This very one they rejected is the one whom God sent. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? By the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush, verse 36, he, Moses, or actually the Lord, I would say, brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. This is that Moses who said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. This is he who was in the the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to to give to us. Verse 39, whom our fathers would not obey, but rejected, but rejected. And, oh, listen to this. And in their hearts... Because they were, they had already been delivered. They had already come from death unto life. They can't go back. Once, once the soul, once the condition of the soul receives life, it cannot go back to the condition of death. Impossible. What God hath done, what God hath joined, no man can separate. No man can undo. But in their hearts, what their hearts were submitted unto, in their hearts, they turned back to Egypt, to their ignorance, to their concepts, to their their gross darkness, to their ideas, to their natural mind. And so, here's Moses, all right, I, I love this, this is why I've got a different diagram up. Here's Moses, who's a testimony, who is a type of Jesus Christ, God sends Moses To a people, to the Hebrews, to the Jews. First, first to the Jews, first to the Hebrews, first to his own, first to his brethren. He does miracles, God does miracles, signs and wonders all the while Moses is present. And there, we know this, there is no deliverance yet. There is no salvation yet. There are just the miracles, signs, and wonders. Then we know that finally the Lamb appears, comes on the scene, whom they slay and put the blood on the doorpost and lintel, and they enter in through the door, and that's when they receive life. Yes, they enter in through the door and the the ordinances eat the lamb, let nothing remain to the morning. So now the lamb is now on the inside. Now they have life. Now they have been brought from death unto life. In the death of the lamb, there is also that condition of death that was brought unto death. So there is the death of death. The soul, for these who entered in through the door, their soul has been brought from the condition of death unto the condition of life, because life, the Lamb, is now present on the inside. Whether they realize this or not, God knows. So then, it is also an ordinance of God that what is dead must be buried. We know this. The testimony goes on. They come from... Egypt, by death, into the Red Sea, the burial. So what is dead, is what has been brought to death, is now buried out of sight, out of God's eyes, and now to be buried out of our, the people's eyes? And we know out of the burial, only one comes out. Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And then... As the Lord tells Moses to tell the children of Israel, you saw what I did to the Egyptians and how I brought you, I bore you on eagles' wings unto myself. But see, they didn't walk in the truth. Their hearts, it says it's so sad right here, they wouldn't obey Moses, whom God had sent, They wouldn't obey their deliverer. They wouldn't obey their salvation. But in their heart, because they rejected, my brothers and sisters, they rejected the one they did not know. That's what it comes down to. And so in their hearts, they turn back to what is familiar death. But, brothers and sisters, Death is not present. Life is present. The kingdom of God is present. Salvation is present because the king himself is present. And they don't recognize it. And we know that the Holy Spirit for, for, for 40 years, miracles, signs and wonders, doing so that the heart would be prepared, the ground of the heart being prepared, so that the heart may turn unto the truth and no longer be turned unto their concept. I've got one more passage here of an example. That was Moses. This is with the example of Joseph. This is Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. And what a testimony of Jesus. The Father loved the Son more than all the rest. This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Now, verse I'm um, and you can read the whole account in Genesis chapter 37. I'm just going to read some portions out of here. This is verse uh, 12 through 13. Then his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. Verse 13. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. Here's the father. Speaking of the brethren. Speaking of the children. I will send my beloved son. I will send you to them. So he said here i am i mean you can even hear it with isaiah here i am send me and yet so many times we pick, we take up that verse and we apply it to ourselves brothers and sisters i'll probably share this uh, in a in a lesson to come but god only sends his son You can think about that, present it to the Holy Spirit. But that's true. All right. Genesis chapter 37. Still in Genesis chapter 37. Now let's look at verse 17 through 18. And the man said, They have departed from here, for I heard them say, Let us go to uh, Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. Verse 18. Now when they, his brothers, his brethren, saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him, his own brethren. I think the word is jealousy. And you can look at that word jealousy in the New Testament and you'll see how the religious leaders were jealous of Jesus. They wanted to be the Christ. No, there's only one. The only begotten Son of the Faller. The only, the only. Well, we don't like that. See, it's all fun and games until the testimony of Jesus Christ begins to be presented. I mean, that's, that's why they got mad with Stephen in Acts chapter 7, and they finally stoned him. They couldn't stand it anymore. What do you mean it's not speaking about us? What do you mean it's not talking about us? No, it's not is talking about the only begotten son beloved son of the father they conspired against him to kill him this is verse 23 so it came to pass when joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped they stripped joseph of his tunic the tunic of many colors that was on him now It doesn't say that they beat him, but they stripped him and threw him into a pit. Now, picking up with verse 26 through 28, it was the symbol of the father's love for his son. An outward symbol. All right, Verse 26, So Judah said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Verse 27, Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And let not our hand, listen to these words. Gosh, they're almost almost verbatim. And let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listened. And remember, even during the trial of Jesus, no, the Jews wouldn't no, they handed him over to the Gentiles. See, there's the Jews, there's the Gentiles, there's the people called of God, there's the people not called of God. Jew and Gentile. The Lord chose the Jews to be a testimony of Jesus Christ, and yet God, in his testimony, declared salvation for the whole entire world. Not exclusive to the Jew, but in the New Testament we read, to the Jew first, then to the Gentile. And you're right here. Let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listened. They had to. It was a testimony of the one to come. Verse 28. The Midianite traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. In verses uh, 30 through 35, we see that, Basically their brothers, they, they kill a kid of the goats and they put the blood on the garment, present that bloody garment to their father and say, what basically, what do you think of this? Is this your sons or not? And the father sees the blood. Here we go. The father sees the blood and acknowledges his son is dead. Now, what is dead must be buried. That's why Joseph goes to Egypt, the burial, burial among the dead. His brothers doing all of this, listen, doing all of this in ignorance. They knew not the Son, so what they did, they did in ignorance. Ignorance. I mean, I can almost hear Joseph, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Yes, Father. The Father who sent the Son to His brethren. Don't hold this against them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. In Genesis chapter 45, verse 4 through 8, in all of this, in In the Son coming to His own, to His brethren, His brethren rejecting Him, and in type, in testimony, bringing Him to death, burying Him, sending Him to the abode of the dead. In all this, this is exactly how the Son brought salvation to all the world. And this verse I do want to read. This is Genesis chapter 45, verses 4 through 8. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. Because there was a, we know this, there was a famine in the land. And if you wanted to live, if you wanted salvation, you had to come to Joseph. That's what Pharaoh said when, when all the nations were coming because of the great famine throughout all the world. Pharaoh said, go to Joseph. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Basically, whom you sold over to the Gentiles, who you betrayed to the Gentiles. But now... Look at this verse 5. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. You didn't know what you're doing, what you were doing. And don't be angry or grieved for God sent me before you to preserve life. And that's what it was. If the world wanted life, if the world wanted salvation, Because of the great famine, they had to come to Joseph and find life in Joseph, find their salvation in Joseph. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will neither Plow, uh, neither, there will be neither plowing nor harvesting at God. And listen, verse seven. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but the determinate counsel of God, but God, and he has made me father, of Pharaoh, father, father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. This is Jesus, who is lord of both the living and the dead. What is the importance of the Scriptures, the Old Testament? Why are the Scriptures, the Old Testament, important? They testify of Jesus Christ. Because the Scriptures are the testimony of Jesus Christ, they declare we should hear Him and receive Him. First in reality, then in the knowledge of reality. Let there be light. Brothers and sisters, please present all this to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit take that may take that which He desires to take. Use whatever He desires to use for God's one own end, God's one purpose, for God's will. Amen? Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you in our next lesson. Amen.